You're listening to the Daily Sweat Podcast, where we are all about doing something that makes you sweat every single day. What is up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. For those of you who may not know me, my name is Ariana, and I'm the host here on the show. Now, I'm going to start off by saying some days when I record intros or when I record podcast episodes in their entirety, words just flow and I never have to stop and restart or anything like that. But this is like my fourth time trying to do the intro for this episode. So apparently what I was trying to say is not working. So I'm just going to move on and share a really quick little lesson that I didn't so much learn it just now, but just something that was reinforced. And, you know... Oftentimes in life, we have something that we're trying to do and we keep trying to do the thing and do the thing and it's not working. So we keep doing the thing and we do the thing and sometimes we give up and we stop trying to do the thing or other times we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I wouldn't necessarily say that A, giving up or B, pushing is wrong. Neither of those scenarios, it's right for me to say which of them is wrong for you, but I want you to check your energy and your intention behind them. So for example, me trying to say what I was trying to say in the intro before and it wasn't working, I could have kept pushing, but honestly, it's not that big of a deal and I could just move on like I did. But if it was something more important, if there was an area of my business that I was working on and kind of finding challenging and trying to find new ways to work around or maybe a fitness goal I'd been working towards and I kept missing the mark, but I was like really dedicated and really stoked to get it, sure, keep working. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that in life, I find that we have two camps of people, two who are either like very flowy and saying that we shouldn't push super hard. And if we're pushing and we're struggling, it means we're not in alignment. And then other people who say we should just like struggle until we die. And I don't really think that it's a this or that situation. We can do both. And it really is just all about our intention behind those actions and the energy that we bring to the table. So I guess me stuttering through my words and not being able to communicate what I do professionally actually paid off because we got a little lesson out of it. So lesson aside, I'm actually really excited for today's interview. And I know I say that every week and I know I say that I know I say that every week, but um, I'm just going to keep saying it because I'm really excited every single week. But this week I'm speaking to a fellow personal trainer and he also runs a really cool tech company, which you will learn about in the interview. But what we're talking about today is introversion and feeling out of your element when you are out trying to be a human in the world. (laughs) Let me elaborate on that. Um, Basically, Ian had reached out to me and mentioned that he felt as though like his introversion was something new that had come up in his life. And he would go to networking events to promote his new business. And he would go to these events and would just really struggle to talk to people and would sometimes walk away having not spoken to anybody. And this was something that he didn't really understand because he'd always identified as somebody who was very extroverted or very social. And I think this is an important conversation to have because I, for one, um, I don't hate networking events, but I don't love them just because of the types of 
conversations that are had and they're very just inauthentic. And we do dive into this more in the interview. But as I have spoken up about my lack of love for networking events with other people, I have found that, you know, Ian is definitely not the only one who has those thoughts and feelings. You know, why can I, why can I not form a sentence when I'm out? Why do I have nothing to say? Why am I not contributing? He's not the only one who thinks that way. I definitely find it. And as I've spoken up about my own experience in networking, I've found a lot of other people have found that. And basically we're just, when we go to networking events, we're in a room full of people who are uncomfortable and no one's talking about being uncomfortable. So I think that the more those of us in these professional or entrepreneurial environments can begin to talk about, yeah, this is weird. It's kind of strange, like going and talking to a complete stranger about what you do when you just had that same conversation with another stranger. The more we can talk about these things, maybe the more authenticity we can bring into our networking events. The more livelihood and excitement as opposed to, hey, here's my business card. Call me because I want to sell you something like let's, let's get comfortable with being ourselves and then let's start to create a space so other people can be comfortable being themselves. So today's guest is Ian McWalter and Ian is a personal trainer, tech CEO, and former athlete. Born and raised on an organic farm in the west of Ireland, which you can definitely tell by his accent, Ian previously ran long-distance track and represented Ireland on the international stage. He's a well-represented and sought-after strength coach and has worked with a wide range of clients from Special Olympic athletes to professional rugby players to senior executives of Fortune 500 companies. So cool. In 2018, Ian launched Hale, a mobile app which connects personal trainers to people. Hale's mission is to help personal trainers reach their financial goals while helping people reach their fitness goals. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Ian. Welcome to the Daily Sweat Podcast, Ian. I'm super stoked to have you here today. Thanks, Ariana. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So before we get into our discussion, I want to just get to know you a little bit better. I always like to learn more about the person uh, who I'm interviewing. So Mm -hmm. what are you most excited about in life right now? In life, well, in life right now, I think um, it's to do with uh, my current company that I have. It's it's called Hale. And um, particularly over the last four weeks, Ariana, we've had, you know, quite a bit of attraction on the platform. With, um, with clients coming onto it and personal trainers coming onto it. So that for me, from a, a business perspective, has been super exciting because, uh, you know, we've been busting our ass for, it's launched this year, but we've been busting our ass for nearly two years on this. And um, it's nice to see like, you know, some sort of, uh, some sort of growth with it. And then on the, on the personal side and kind of like why I'm here, I've, um, I suppose I've, I've really tried to like learn a lot about myself. I always try to like, you know, keep, keep checking in with myself. But I think over the last two months, I've learned a lot about myself and about how I react in, in certain environments or situations. And I think that's exciting for me because it, it kind of has opened up, um, you know, maybe aspects in my life or, you know, ways I would act. I know it, it just, it just, it just opened my eyes up to, um, certain behaviors. I think, um, that, I don't know how to finish that sentence. <laughs> no, I get where you're going though. I think self-awareness is really exciting because you start to notice areas where maybe you're like not performing at your peak or maybe mm-hmm. you are screwing yourself over a little bit. And it's like having that awareness that allows us to shift our circumstances around those things. Mm-hmm. 
Agreed. Exactly. I think I think you put it better than I. <laughs> so that, that was good. So I think th those two for me, you know, between Hale and um, and my own, you know, personal growth, I think that's that's what I'm most excited about right now. And that's um, awesome. Mm -hmm. Can can you tell us a little bit about what you do for work? Maybe both from as like a personal training standpoint as well as what Hale is. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I'm a personal trainer. I, I would more identify as a strength coach and um, just kind of based on like my, you know, former clients as athletes and kind of the way I, I, I the type of training style that I have would be mostly um, strength based, you know, body composition. Um, and uh, I've been working as a trainer now for, I'm from Ireland originally. I've been working as a trainer for, you know, probably over 10 years, Ariana. And and I love it. It's you know, it's I think it's the coolest job in the world. Um, you can meet so many different people. You know, your your sole job is to, you know, help people improve on themselves, give them the expertise that you have to like, you know, reach a particular goal, regardless of what that goal might be. So I I, I think it's such a fucking cool I, I love it. It's it's, yeah. it's a great job. And then about what as I said two years ago, but we really just launched this year. Um the it's a platform called Hail. And basically what it does, it helps connect personal trainers to clients, um, does the managing, the packages, the scheduling, so on and so forth. But the true essence of what we're trying to do is we're trying to help um, better inform clients or people when they're initially choosing their personal trainer. So the relationship between the trainer and the client can be stronger and therefore the likelihood of them achieving their fitness goal is greater. Um, I'd work at corporate gyms before, and I would notice that, you know, a lot of the times trainers would know more about the clients and the clients with the trainers. And for me personally, you know, it's important, obviously, that the trainer has to know about the client, but the client is the customer. They're paying for your service. And I feel a lot of times the, the client should know more about exactly what they're paying for, or who they're paying for. And so what Hale does basically trying to make that more transparent by, you know, giving more information about the, the personal trainer. Um, and yeah, and, and hope that, you know, when they do connect with the trainer, that, you know, they're more comfortable. It's a strong relationship from the word go. And then um, we cater for the short and long-term relationship of uh, whatever that goal or that journey is between, between both parties. That's really cool. Now, is this something that is only within Vancouver or is this available like globally? Well, it's soon to be global, but yeah, no, it's just uh, it's just Vancouver for now. I mean, we're still, you know, calling a spade a spade. We're still ironing out a lot of different things with it. Um, mm -hmm. We have like a core bunch of trainers on it, you know, between Elite Performance and West Coast uh, Strength and Movement based in Gastown. Um, so there's still, you know, there's still some things to be, to, to, to work on, but, um, that's, that's, that's our mission really. Um, Ariana is, is to help personal trainers connect with people and people connect with trainers and, and, you know, to reach your fitness goals. And for, you know, from, from a personal training perspective, I think, uh, a big problem that I had myself was the fact that I'd be so, I, you know, I'm busy. I have clients and that's fine. I'm like established. But if I have, if I trained you twice a week, Ariana, and you go on vacation for two weeks, that loss of income, I just have to basically grin and bear it. Mm -hmm. But what if, if there was a way where somebody was even in the city for a short period of time that I could connect, that could get connected to me and I could fill in those time slots for a short term, you know, basically for a couple of weeks, I wouldn't have to miss out on that potential income. 
And so what we're trying to do is, you know, people who come into the city for, you know, business or for vacation or whatever, who are looking for a personal trainer, we're also trying to help them connect with trainers to fill in their time slots if a regular client is away. Oh, that is so cool. You're solving like biggest problem of personal trainers, number one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super frustrating. And it's, um, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, and say you're, you're sick. It's just, and then you, you know, I train you for a long time and you obviously maybe you try to, you know, enforce maybe the 24 hour rule, but you got to be smart as well about how, how you deal with certain clients, so on yeah. and so forth. And, you know, sometimes you just, you just have to take the hit and that hit over time, you know, over a year, it's going to be thousands of dollars, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, it's, we're working on it. We're, we're, we're building it. Um, and, uh, and, uh, touch wood. It's, it's, we, we keep on in, on the track that we're on and, uh, and we can help more people and help more trainers. Yeah, this is super exciting. I'm really stoked to watch how this continues to grow and reaches more trainers in the city and expands through Vancouver and beyond. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, through this process, um, I would imagine that with having to do with like having a personal training business and building this startup, that you are probably out in the community a lot, um, you know, meeting different people. And you had mentioned to me that you noticed that you like felt a little bit different in some scenarios than others. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, you know, by the nature nearly of, of my occupation, I think, you know, most personal trainers, not obviously not all, can be seen as like extroverted or, you know, quite outgoing. And um, I think with when I started Hale, as I said, two years ago, I started to notice, like I started going to these, you know, these more formal environments, like these networking events or these meetups. And uh, and <laughs> honestly, it's only been recently, I think Vancouver Startup Week was, I don't know, maybe... I don't know, six to eight weeks ago. I, I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. And it was just like another one of those events that I went to. And I was like, fuck, I met like five people in like, in like a week. And I, you know, and I was like, when I checked in about like, when you said like, I felt different, I did. I, I wasn't sure why I couldn't meet the same I couldn't meet people the same way or I couldn't interact with people the same way as I would normally in a personal training setting where I'm obviously most comfortable in the gym or even in the social setting. And a lot of times, Ariane, when I was going to a lot of like these different meetups and stuff, I was like, oh, fuck it, it's the meetup's fault. Or I would be like, you know, there wasn't people there, they were, you know, they were, they were too clicky. Or I'd just be kind of like saying that to myself. I wasn't like, I was blaming, definitely playing like the victim card i was like playing like oh the the environment was it wasn't right for me to meet new people or to connect with new people you know in this startup community and then i was like you know some hard truths i was like well i think it's i think i'm i'm i don't know it's it's me rather than obviously the environment i'm going to try to look more into that i realized that i i become introverted in I've become introverted in these new environments where I'm not where that I'm not um, used to. And to a lot of, obviously, if you talk to my family or friends or my clients, I would be described as quite extroverted and then outgoing. And, um, and so I think it's having, you know, that kind of like, maybe not label, but having, you know, people's idea or that idea attached to me, I just presume that that's, I'm an extrovert 
and that's that's who I am. And then when I go into these new environments, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm quite introverted, and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't I don't know how to act. I'm fucking awkward. <laughs> like <laughs> it's oh man, it's sometimes I'm cringing because like, and I, and then so I tried to like unpack it a little bit more. Rihanna, I was I was thinking that you know maybe it's the fact that it's so formal and there is when you go to certain events there is like you know maybe there's pressure you have to like get their email address or whatever and whereas when i'm in a, a social environment or personal training like I, I don't have an agenda like i just i just have the crack i just have fun like i just you know i'm being myself there's no guards there's no filter no bullshit and i feel like maybe with some of these other environments that i'm not used to I feel that there is maybe there's too much of a temp that you have to fall into. And it, and, it, and I, I don't, maybe that doesn't suit my personality. Um, so trying to figure out ways, well, how can I, how can I make it suit my personality or how can, how can I learn from this? Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if you have, if you've had any experiences like that yourself as well. Yeah. So many, like the, I feel like there's so many different ways we could take this conversation right now. But before we keep moving, can we just in case anybody who's listening, who is unsure of the difference between an introvert and an extrovert, um, mm-hmm. can we maybe just make that clarification super quick? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, the way I would describe it and, you know, you'd have your own take on it as well. Um, and you're an introverted person from the outside. So if I was looking, you know, at someone who, who's described as introverted, they'd be possibly shy or they would be maybe they'd have difficulty including themselves in like a big group of people. Um, and then from an extrovert's perspective, if I was looking at someone extroverted, they'd be, you know, more, they'd be perceived as more confident or maybe carefree. <laughs> Um, and more energy. I'm not sure if, if there's anything you want to kind of add to that to kind of clarify it. Yeah, I definitely think that's that's really common from what people tend to perceive as introverts and extroverts. And that definitely does touch on a few points, but there's a couple other key differences. So introverts and like you, I also come across as quite extroverted because I'm out with clients and I'm doing a lot of things, but I'm actually very, very introverted. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that introversion is you need that alone time in order to recharge. So I don't know if you have found this, but I have found that if I am like one-on-one with somebody or if I'm with like a group of people who I'm really comfortable with, I feel like I'm really in my element. But if I'm in a large group of people who I don't know or who I think are like way smarter than me or way more successful than me, mm-hmm. um, I, start, I feel really overwhelmed and it's that overwhelm that makes it really hard for me to be able to communicate or to string a cohesive sentence together. And that's when I start to feel super weird. Mm-hmm. Where, no. uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to agree. That's, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. And then extroverts, on the other hand, they, they love being in groups of people. All of my extroverted friends, like when I suggest self-care as being something where you like stay at home and like take care of yourself and do things alone. They're like, no way. That is the opposite of self-care for me. They need to be out. They need to be with people that helps them recharge their energetic Mm -hmm. boundaries. So Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then it, it's not a this or that situation as well, too. There's different scales. Some people will say there's something called an ambivert where you're like kind of introverted mm-hmm. and kind of extroverted. It can be situational, which I think is what you are finding. Um, but I'm curious, do you ever remember feeling this way in school or anything? Or is it only since you've started going to these networking events? Well, so I actually, years ago, Ariana, so I, I think I was around two or three years old and this is going way back, but we moved to the States, me, my older brother and my parents just for like a few years, just, you know, whatever. And apparently when, um, I was about, no, I would have been older, maybe about three or four. Um, when I first moved over to the States, I actually stopped talking because I, I found, apparently I found the American accent too difficult to understand and words were a little bit different. I was only kind of like, you know, speaking so on and so forth. And I, I actually stopped talking. I think it was, I think it was maybe between six to eight months. I stopped talking. Wow. And, uh, yeah, completely. I was like borderline, like nonverbal. And I, I've completely forgot about this until I, you know, I, I spoke to ma'am a few weeks ago and she was like, yeah, she was like, you know, they nearly thought there was like something wrong with me. <laughs> I just like, I just like, when I was like, I was doing things, but I just stopped talking. And eventually like it came out that I was, I was, I was embarrassed and I found it difficult to communicate because I couldn't understand. And I, I probably had a much thicker, maybe I had an Irish accent then, or, you know, and again, like, you know, I wasn't speaking obviously that much, like I, or for that long as a kid, but, um, that was the case. And, uh, and so I think back, maybe, maybe that has something to do with, with, with now, maybe that's, um, something that I should like address and, you know, unpack a little bit more and and look into. Yeah. And I, I feel like there could be something else to this here too. Now, when you work with your clients, like, do you find it really easy to like build a really strong connection with your clients? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that my my retention is is is, is amazing. I think because I, I do have such a strong bond between um, myself and my clients. Awesome, and I'm I'm curious because you'd mentioned that when you go to these events, like you feel like maybe it's too formal or anything like that, and. This may not be the case for you, but I also identify as somebody who's very empathic in that I I feel like I can pick up on other people's energies like really easily, Mm -hmm. which it's really helpful as a personal trainer because when you have a client walking in, you know exactly like what, (laughs) what kind of a situation you're about to have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have that too, like one thing that I found is at some networking events, I, I feel really in my element because I really jive with the people and other times, like if it is the really formal kind of thing, or if I'm in a room where there's also a bunch of people who are maybe super uncomfortable or feeling unconfident, but are like trying to come across as feeling more confident and like having bigger personalities when that's not their true nature, mm-hmm. I can pick up on that inauthenticity and mm-hmm. it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, you know, I can relate to that a lot. I think, and that's part of it as well. I think I kind of mentioned like the bullshit earlier. I like some, some of those events, you know, people are just, you know, I find that it can be, I'm not generalizing here, but I find some of those events I would go to, they're very inauthentic. Yeah. And so, you know, then it's like, well, I, I don't even know how to usually, I can't, usually I won't call them out of it because I, I don't, I don't know them. 
<laughs> I can't start calling people out. Hey, like you're being a dick. <laughs> yeah, you're being a dick. Like, cut the bullshit, man. I can see right through you. But, um, but so, which good. I mean, maybe it's something I, I should think about. But I agree. And I think I've had a lot of those, unfortunately, a lot of more often those events than not. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think it was because like I was relatively new to the surf scene. I wasn't sure. I, I just tried to go to everything and, you know, meet new people and, you know, just all, all, all part of it. But um, I think it became somewhat damaging because then it was like, I, I no longer became excited about going to those places or those events. Cause like, well, it's just going to be the same thing again. And I started to have like a negative, you know, a presumption even before I entered. And I think they only made me more introverted. And I used to be, and I, I would talk to nobody sometimes, Ariana, and I'd come home and I'd be wrecked. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, so I think um, that inauthentic and kind of, um, you know, half the time, you know, I, it's, it's, it can be, it's difficult. And then if you, if it's more often not, it's, if it's more often those conversations or those people or, Maybe it's just the nature of like the events I went to and people are afraid to maybe, maybe they're all similar. They're in, introverted. Um, they're, they're, they're just afraid to say something. I don't know. But it's, it can be hard to uh, express yourself in those situations. It really is. And you, you hit the nail on the head with that. I think there's a lot more people who are feeling uncomfortable than actually let on. Um, and one of the like I was the same as you in 2015. I did like so many networking events. I think I was going to like three to four a week. And then I didn't go to really anything for the next year and a half because I was just feeling so disheartened by it. Mm-hmm. I think there's kind of two sides to it. I think there are a lot more people who are more uncomfortable than they are allowing others or even themselves to let on to. But I also think too that just like the beautiful thing about the time that we live in right now is that it's so easy to start a business. Mm -hmm. And that's also the downfall is that people with shady intentions and maybe not so awesome personalities are also starting businesses. Like I met with a guy and he was trying to pitch me on signing up for his e-commerce services. And I was like, you're not listening to me. I don't have an e-commerce business. (laughs) And he kept like throwing his shoe To my words, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, sorry, you know what you were saying? No, go ahead. No, it was just, uh, yeah, but similar to, like, people go in and they have, what I've noticed is, and what I think what I find difficult is, like, at the end of the day, like, I, you know, maybe it sounds super corny, but, like, I just, I like connecting with people. I like just having the banter, and, you know, there's, I don't, I don't want anything from you, Ariana. You don't want anything from me. Like, I just, I just, I'm just talking to you because, you know, why not? And just to have a, like a, a positive interaction. I think with those networking things, there's so much weight on each conversation that's put on it. Like mm-hmm. I gotta get, I got, I gotta get something out of this. And everyone is trying to like, you know, give you a kind of like a carrot so you can take it, you know, just so that they can take something from your leverage. And I think that nature is really doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like, you know, jive with me because it's, it's it's inauthentic and it's like it's not genuine and i think um you know that's and people go in maybe to these events you know i'm kind of like well yeah but you know with with a certain identity in mind and that they want to be that it might help them get as much information or as much um but i feel i'm projecting right now so maybe maybe i should step back because i think some of this is projecting so i should i don't want to be too hard on these meetup events (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And like, I, I appreciate your willingness to kind of look at your, your own intentions and your own actions behind it. I think it's important that we always check ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people need to check themselves more because yeah. yeah, it's that you're right. in that at the end of the day, most of us go to networking events to build our businesses. Like whether it's because we want to just get the word out more or because we want to meet people or, you know, people are actually going and like looking for clients at those events. I don't Mm -hmm. find that to be a very effective strategy, but like everyone does always have an agenda. And I think that if like we can make our own agendas when we go one that like feels aligned with our values and like feels good to us, it makes all the other stuff feel less a little less icky. Like Mm -hmm. I used to start setting intentions before going of being like, okay, I'm going to find the person who looks even more awkward and uncomfortable than I am. And I'm going to go talk to them or like, I'm going to introduce myself to the organizer and like, see if I can help with, you know, anything that needs to be done or any takedown and set those like non-business related intentions and just like showing up and being of service. And I found that that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, also there's like something I've been trying to since I, you know, I've been, you know, more aware of this is as long as, you know, similar to the intention you're setting, as long as you're going in there with the intention of, you know, regardless of like whatever you hear or whatever, some, you, some way, some, a way that somebody you think is acting or if that made sense, um, as long as you go in, like, you know, honest and you have your own integrity and you like, you can act like yourself. Usually people, if they're, if they're faking it, they'll, they'll, they'll meet you on your level eventually. So as long as you can go in there, like, you know, with integrity and like honesty and you, you, you go in with the intention of not trying to like fall into like a cookie cutter, but you know, stay, stay somewhat introverted if you have to, but just any conversations you do have, and um, just be super aware of staying to, you know, within your own boundaries, just communicating what you want to communicate. And I think people will, you know, will meet you at some level on that level, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. And I love that perspective. Now, when you're, let's say you're at one of these events and you are, you're having a conversation with somebody, like, how do you allow yourself to stay rooted in that, to like, just allow yourself to continue to keep being authentic despite maybe feeling really, really uncomfortable? Yeah, it's, it's hard. I've been trying like a couple of different things. I think for me, I, uh, I use humor a lot for, for a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, I just use humor a lot, like deflect, but I think, but this, in this situation, I, I try to like, because I think humor and laughter usually kind of takes people's like you know brings people's guards down and it kind of like can relax a little bit more and in that then in a relaxed state maybe we can all just be a little bit more genuine and we can connect a little bit better so i mean i I, there's not like a set of jokes that i have (laughs) prepared going in but whatever um whatever the the context is i do try to like add a little bit of humor to it and 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 that for me just personally i I found that 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 has worked um a little bit better um, and then eye contact. I, I, I always, you know, like to make, you know, solid eye contact with people. And I think, you know, strong, you know, eye contact and, you know, I think 
just just that kind of nonverbal body language um maybe it's too intense for some people but yeah. i feel it's uh just staring at them um but i feel uh that that has also helped to be honest ariana mm, cool that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah i found that like having some questions or like talking points planned out ahead of time just like things that i can go to that are beyond the so what do you do kind of thing yeah. like <laughs> How I asked you at the start, like, what are you most excited about now? If I ask somebody that at a networking event, I usually catch them off guard because they're like, they've got their elevator pitch ready. And then I'm like, no, I actually don't care about your business. Like, what are you most excited about in life? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's great. Cause I think it's like, you know, it's, it's nice to, to make friends. Like, you know, you know, totally similar. It's like, I think it's, it's nearly, and maybe, I don't know, maybe networking events are kind of like outdated because, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, because I think, because um, it's, it's the sole purpose just to, I suppose, to network. But, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be nice to like, you know, more f- friendship events, you know, where you could, yeah. you can meet up. But yeah. I feel fortunate in that I have a few of those kind of like within my community. So like with EHF, I like it because there's like, an educational component to it as well. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it also takes the pressure off of having to network with people for like two hours. (laughs) Um, But there's another local group that I love. And unfortunately it is just for women. And while most of the people who join are entrepreneurs or in professional industries where they need to source their own clients, we really don't talk about business a whole lot. Like we kind of, we get together and we might say who we are, what we do in the intro, but then it's about like getting to know one another on like a personal level. And the facilitator has questions that she gives us and we get in pairs and answer these questions. So it's, it's really cool. And it's a big shift away from the traditional hours of handing out business cards. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Actually, that's great that you have that that community as well, Ariana. Mm-hmm. So they exist out there. We just got to dig a little deeper to find them. Agreed. Agreed. I went to um, in my year of insane networking. I used to go to these speed networking events. If there is like the worst kind of networking thing to go to for someone who considers themselves to be introverted, it's speed networking. It's like speed dating, but you have like on steroids. Yeah, you have like two minutes, and we were in a bar, and there was like fifty people, and you're just like trying to race around this bar, talking to as many people as you could, handing out as many business cards as you could, and it was just not it's crazy. Day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. No, I, I did uh, like a similar, I did like a speed co-founder thing between technical and non-technical people just to meet like more technical guys um, mm-hmm. and girls at the, uh, at the Vancouver Startup Week. I didn't think it was, actually it was, I, I actually found it was, it was okay, but it was like, man, it was, because there was actually some solid, some really so- solid uh, people that I met there. But I think just that the format was actually quite quite stressful <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, it was like i think two two minutes two yeah five, you know it's two minutes each you have to talk so like four minutes and that oh, was wow. it it's like boom 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 yeah not a lot of time to build a relationship there for sure no no now when you when you leave these events like you mentioned that there was an event that you went to and you realized that you didn't speak to anybody mm-hmm. when you get home from that like what is going through your head mm-hmm. I I kind of 
full transparency like i feel i feel like i feel embarrassed about it you know and i think well, i used to feel embarrassed about it mostly but I, it was just like because i felt like i should i should have done better you know that the sole purpose of me going there was to meet new people <laughs> the one thing I was, I was supposed to do i didn't do it and uh and then i'm, I'm kind of like confused as to you know why which we kind we kind of touched on already uh, i just you know it's and it's hard because I feel like I've I've let myself down or I've I've let my team down in some way and um, like I and I also I I worry about it because I feel like you know that's a that's a potential missed opportunity that you know that could have helped something in some capacity for Hale or or whatever so it's I find it can be um, hard to accept I'm I'm a little bit better now at accepting it but I think for for the first year and a half anyway, Ariane, I, I, I would find it kind of hard to accept. And I, but I would still go to these events. And I, you know, it was, uh, it took, it took, it took a while to learn, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's hard to come back because I, I would see them as, you know, quote unquote, like a failure that I didn't meet anybody. And, Again, I, I'm kind of just repeating myself. The one purpose for the re- one reason for me to have gone to this event was to meet new people or connect with people in the particular industry or, or whatever, and and I didn't do it, and so I felt like I wasn't doing my job as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. I know it's like it's not a great feeling to have in the moment or to like go back to. So I appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty in that. Um, how? How did you, like, if you had a night where you came home and all those thoughts were going through your head, like, how did you pull yourself out of that headspace? I, <laughs> so I usually, I, well, I, I try to, like, I, I try to meditate daily. Mm. Anyway, I know I say try. I, I definitely get four or five days a weekend, but sometimes seven, you know, awesome. I, I can't get it in. But things like this, I, I like to separate myself. So I, I do, like, I, play chess, online chess. I, I play with a Rubik's Cube. I've actually nearly solved the Rubik's Cube, so I'm pretty proud Amazing. of that. Yeah, but um, I just, I internally process a lot of things. And then in fairness, my partner, Olivia, she's she's super helpful with, with this. And we, our communication, I have to say, is like, is is amazing. So after I, I internally process, process some of the things and I spend... Uh, you know, maybe half an hour playing chess or playing with Rubik's Cube or something, or something, whatever I'm playing with at the time, um, I would then, you know, speak to somebody about it. But it, it would be Olivia, really. And uh, I kind of walked through what that was like for me. And um, and then, and then that, and that's kind of what I need, Ariane. I need to kind of like go through it, think about it. And then I just move away, distract myself and then revisit it but with, with somebody else. And then we we kind of process it together. That's awesome. That's a really beautiful process. Mm -hmm. Have you always been this self-aware? No. Oh, God. (laughs) How did, what prompted you to start to get into all this? So probably, so my dad passed away about seven, nearly eight years ago. And it was, um, no, it's fine. It's, but so it was after about a year after that. And, uh, I mean, it's all fucking, all hell broke loose in the house. <laughs> like it was, it was just, you know, it was a sudden death. And my sister's, it was 10 years between, I have two younger sisters between me and my sisters. And, 
you know, it was, it was, it was, there was a lot going on. I just started then to move over here and I felt, I started to feel like, you know, a lot of being pretty overwhelmed and, and I just used to like research. I was like, well, how, how to stop feeling overwhelmed or Google or whatever. And then I started to look into meditation and then practicing like, you know, reflecting on yourself and awareness. And, um, and also I had a, I had a counselor very briefly right after dad had passed and he, he was brilliant just for that, you know, that period of time, but he kind of got me into it as well to look more internally, um, self-reflect. And I think that was really it. So probably about, you know, seven, eight years ago, Ariana. Um, and then it just obviously just evolved from there because it's not nice sometimes to like, you know, really, you know, you, sometimes you don't like the answer, but no bullshit. Like the more you do it, the, the reward is you can't even put a, you know, you can't even, the reward is huge. You can't even put um, a price on like what you get out of it because you learn so much about yourself. Your, your relationship with yourself will improve your relationship with like your closest loved ones, with your family, your friends, everything. So, um, you know, it was, it was under like difficult circumstances when I started to first doing it, of course, but like now, um, I, 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 it's, it's, it's amazing. And I, and I, I tried to like promote it as much as I can. Um, for anyone who can just reflect on themselves, it's, 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 it's super healthy. Mm-hmm. This is so good. And I, I love that you are emphasizing the importance of this. And I, I'm grateful because I feel like we're seeing more of a shift these days that more people are recognizing that need to strengthen their relationship with themselves mm-hmm. because there's so much bullshit going on in the world around us and we can't do anything about it or like figure out how to exist amongst all of it until we can really figure out ourselves and like who we are and the roles we play and the things that we do and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think it's, there's a, there's definitely a better movement towards like, um, being, trying to be more self-aware and, uh, and it's, yeah, and I, I, I can see it. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely catch. And even like to, for, you know, generations, you know, who are older than us, um, like, I think it's, it's, it's not just for millennials, you know what I mean? Or it's not just millennials who, I, who I've seen do it. Even clients who I have, you know, who in their fifties and their sixties have started to incorporate more of that. Um, so I, it's amazing. I, th- I think it's, I think it's great. And I've never, you know, I've, I maybe correct me if I'm wrong, like, but I've never heard of a negative um, association to becoming more self-aware. No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. I do think sometimes like it feels a little bit like Pandora's box. Like you start to mm. open things up and you discover more things about yourself and you just keep discovering and discovering. And like you said, it can be uncomfortable. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and unpacking a lot of that stuff can be really challenging at times. But when you make it through that, oh my gosh, you're so much farther ahead than if you had just stayed blind to all of those internal processes. Mm-hmm. Because like you're, you're, you're held like... Honestly, it's like you're held hostage with fear or or whatever. And it's just, you know, when you just, you know, just go through it. And uh and at the end it's like, oh fuck, okay, next. It's uh it's it's a feeling of accomplishment 
Um, and I'm not sure. I mean, maybe I've been pretty vague. I'm not sure. Like everyone like will process things differently. Um, and what, you know, quote unquote self-awareness means to each person, you know, will, it's person to person. So, I mean, you know, for me, as I said, I, how I just got into it, I just Googled it and my counselor before had, had mentioned, you know, these sort of like different things. But um, I think the, the best thing people can do is just maybe just, just kind of like look internally, see if, if you have a, like an emotional response to something, see like why you're getting mad or why you're getting upset or whatever at that. And then maybe just take it from there. I'm not sure if you have any, any suggestions or ideas. Yeah, I think that's a really good one is like, you know, when you're noticing yourself, and I think the word triggered is like being thrown around a lot, but like if you are noticing yourself getting triggered emotionally by certain things, that self-questioning afterwards is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And I think too sometimes is like learning how to actually call our emotions what they are because oftentimes we react in these ways that don't make us feel good. And all we focus on is the fact that it didn't feel good. We're not focusing on, or we don't look at, okay, was that anger that I was feeling? And was that actually anger? Or was it fear about X, Y, Z that came out as anger? Mm-hmm. And like learning to understand and to label those emotions for what they are is a, has been a really important piece in my own journey, I've found. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Yeah. And I think actually just when you said the word label, part of just even, you know, from my personal experience, back to the, you know, introvert and extrovert, I had always been, I suppose, labeled even myself, you know, as an extrovert. And I think maybe questioning some of those, those uh, labels or those point of views that people might have on you mm-hmm. um, could be a good way to start as well, you know, because it's okay to feel one way in this environment and it's 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 okay to also feel completely opposite in another environment that's okay and you know maybe not to beat up beat yourself up about it that you're not the same in both environments because it's all dependence all context you know whatever yeah we're dynamic beings like we don't fit into one singular box one label we don't wear just one hat anything like that i even got um the ampersand like the and symbol tattooed on my arm this year to remind me that like it's okay to be a couple different things like in different scenarios Mm -hmm. um so i'm wondering if we have somebody who's listening right now and a lot of this is resonating with them we've kind of touched on some of it a little bit so like you know unpacking our emotions and even just noticing when we're responding with particular emotions, maybe some meditation, but do you have any other like really simple steps that our listeners could begin to implement just to help them begin strengthening their awareness of their internal workings or strengthen their relationship with themselves? Um, I think, you know, I think talking about it to, you know, I'm very lucky because, you know, my partner, but even like, you know, my friends that I have, like, I think just opening up that conversation to those who are closest to you. So maybe you don't feel alone on this and this, so you can get into the habit of like, you know, talking about, um, and, you know, talking about the fact that you're reflecting and, you know, who knows, somebody else could be on a similar journey. And and I think those conversations, those open conversations could always be quite positive. Um, outside of that, You know, it's, I think it's, it's hard to say, Ariana, I, I don't really know how to, how to put it. Like, even just from my own experience, it's, it's always a slow journey and, you know, you never, 
you know, there's always, there's always more work to be done on yourself, depending yeah. on like what scenario, like, you know, comes at you. Um, so I think I, so I can't, I can't fully answer that question. Unfortunately, I'm not sure. I think the only, the biggest thing is just to question yourself as much as you can. And, you know, try to, at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be happy. So, you know, if, 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 you know, if, if you struggle or if you, maybe not even that, but if it's, um, yeah, no, here, I'm, 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 I'm rambling here. It's all good. No, you put it really nicely in like, we had already gone over the meditation and, um, you know, the self-questioning, having those discussions. I think that's probably one of the most important things is to talk to people about it. Cause when we're caught up in our own heads, it just, we can feel alone. We can feel like the situation is a lot bigger than maybe it actually is. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a huge fan of like, I am, I'm a senior volunteer at the suicide crisis prevention line. That's, Uh um, and you know, so I, I, it's, it's the suicide line basically that's um that people call or the, the, the distress lines that people call in depending on you know what what they're going through or if they're in the immediate crisis for you know or attempting suicide and i think um that's why i'm a huge fan of like talking when possible you know if, if you're not maybe if you need to internally process like i do initially but it's always super healthy then to 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 talk to somebody about it um if, if, if and when possible, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes there's a lot of fear attached to like, well, shit, you know, if I say this to Ariana now, maybe she'll look at me differently or she that. And I get it. Like there, there, there's a lot of fear attached to it. So maybe start with baby steps and kind of like, you know, those who are your closest to just kind of, you know, start similar conversations and then you can get deeper um, as, as time goes on. Yeah. Creating that safe space for those types of dialogues is super important. And I think too, like the more self-aware you become, the easier it is to be able to do and say things and not worry quite so much about what other people might think. Like, I think those Mm -hmm. thoughts for me personally will probably always still be there, Mm -hmm. but they don't take on such a grip. And like, for the most part, I really do believe that what other people think about me actually has nothing to do with me. Yes, there you go. Yeah, I know. It's it's and I, I completely agree. Um it's it's hard though. It's hard to swallow that sometimes though, it's because you want to think something else or whatever. Totally. But uh, no, yeah, but no, a nail on the head there. Awesome. Now, do you have any favorite resources, whether they're books, podcasts, blogs, and they could be pertaining to what we talked about today, maybe something related to fitness, like just anything that you love? Uh, I listen, yeah, I, I listen to a shitload of podcasts. I mean, they vary from like, you know, startup podcasts to like the lean startup. They, they do a podcast to like a political podcast called the daily, which runs the New York times. Um, like I've listened to all like, you know, Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan. They're always good just for some of the, uh, some, some of the, 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 the guests they have on yeah. I book got it recommended to me that you know, and I, I only got it this week. So I, I suppose I can't recommend this because I haven't read it yet. It's sitting here, but it's called the genius, um, the genius of opposites mm. and it's to do with, um, introverts and extroverts. So I think, I mean, I'll happily follow up with you afterwards after I read it, just give me a couple of weeks. Um, so it's, yeah, the genius, I just, I just got it here beside the genius of opposites. Cool. Um, so, and then 
I use an app from a meditation. I use uh, I use the app Cam. I mm, find okay. it that's and sometimes I use if I use a guided meditation or I like the sound of rain. <laughs> so I you can have like sounds in the app um, that you know it's not guided or anything. So I just put on that sound sometimes and I would just meditate myself with it. Um, but I mean, there's like headspace, there's like, it's just shit loads more. Like, I mean, it's, it's just, there's loads of them, but I find, um, that app podcast and, um, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, we'll be sure to link to those in the show notes and last but not least, where can we find you? Tell us about all your social channels. Um, if you have any services, how people could work with you in person, if they wanted to, if you're taking clients, give us all the goods. Yeah. Uh, so the, the best way to find me is actually through the, the hail Instagram page, which is ask get hail Jesus, brutal. I think it's sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, is that get hail or is it, is it two of them? Sorry, get underscore hail. Cool. Get underscore. That's that's the best way to to to, to reach me, Ariana. Um, I'll have to connect with people on Facebook as well. I'm not huge on Twitter in general, though. Um, to be bluntly honest, I'm not a huge social media person. Um. I do it, you know, primarily, obviously, for hail and pr- promoting our business. But when it comes to to me, privately, like I, I'm, I'm useless at it. I just, I'm not. I, I don't. I kind of like to keep private with a lot of different things. But, um, but the power and the, you know the, the importance of social media is huge. So, but by all means, anyone can reach out to me. And as I said, like send me a message, private message on the Facebook, just Ian McWalter, and uh, on Instagram, it's get underscore hail H A L E. Awesome, cool. And you are training in Vancouver, yes? Correct. Training in Vancouver at a at a gym called Elite Performance. It's on Howe and Cordova, and. Uh, it's probably the best freelance gym in the city. It's it's run by a guy called Lance Barish, who's a you know, he's he's up there with one of the smartest uh, coaches I've ever met in my life, and I met a lot of smart coaches. So it's uh, it's a it's a phenomenal facility, and uh, Lance done a great job down there. So yeah, anyone who is interested in personal training, because oh, it's a freelance gym, freelance being the way from like corporate chains, um, it's just independent trainers. By all means, you can reach out to me or reach out to the gym itself um, or Lance. Cool, cool. Yes, and we will link to all of that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Ian. This was super awesome. I loved this conversation. This is like right up my alley. I really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming and being open and sharing all of your insights. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's the first time outside of you know my immediate circle I've actually because this is a pretty new thing for me to kind of even realize when it comes to uh, these feelings I've been having over the last year and a half at these events. But um, thanks for giving me the opportunity to like talk about it openly, and uh, and I think this is like super helpful just for me personally um, to have this conversation with you um, about it. So thank you, I appreciate it. Amazing. My pleasure. And to our listeners, as always, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for allowing us to hang out in between your ears. We'll be back with you next week with another episode of the Daily Sweat Podcast. Have a great day. Quick favor to ask. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, before you close the app, take a screenshot, post it on Insta stories and tell us what you loved.